A large game is ready to happen at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Ole Miss will go over there for their first regular season competition since 1946. We'll briefly tell you about that, give the keys to the game, and talk about what exactly needs to happen. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Ole Miss takes on Georgia Tech this weekend, and we will get into that Georgia Tech coverage as this goes on. We're going to have Candace Cooper come on and talk from the Locked On ACC show She's going to be on Wednesday. Friday will be Bryce Kuhn, who covers Georgia Tech for, I think, the 24-7 site. We'll bring him on the show as well. And you'll have our normal things of Derek Vandegrift, Kara McCutcheon, and Tom Vanderford. We're getting ready to go. It is go time. We are ready to do that very much. But before we get started, I do want to thank you for making the Locked On on this podcast your first and listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications of new videos going up, which happens quite frequently, and of course, upvote the video itself. So we're talking and thinking about the keys to the Georgia Tech game. And I sat through a watch. I watched the Western Carolina game. I think Georgia Tech won that like 35 to 17 or something like that. Um, the final score is not important that, but at the end of the first quarter, it was 14 to 14. Now, how was it 14 to 14 against a FCS school? Georgia Tech has Jeff Sims, who's a good quarterback. He's 31 of 35 on the year. He's thrown for 264. That's not much, but remember Clemson's involved there as well. He's got a TD and a pick. And the reason it was close is Western Carolina figuring out a hole in the defense of using the running backs in the pass game. So the keys versus Georgia Tech, the first key to the game, will be using the running backs in the pass game. Quinshawn Judkins, Zach Evans, Ulysses Bentley IV, they all could make hay next weekend um, at Bobby Dodd Stadium at 3.30 Eastern on ABC. You can see it down below. And it, it was impressive. It was almost like people were just vacating zones so they could sink deep. Now, remember in the Troy game where they kept saying the defense sank deep, the defense sank deep. They did that consistently against Western Carolina because maybe they didn't have to play exotic stuff. Jeff Collins can call exotic stuff, and he has that history of doing so. One of the things I've done when looking at this game was like I, I did ask Candace Cooper. It was like whenever we set up the interview, it's like, what do I need to know about Georgia Tech even before you come on? And she says they are a very talented team. Jeff Collins just isn't that dude. And I see that because you, when you watch them against Western Carolina, there's a little bit of Ed Orgeron 2007 vibes when watching that tape. Now, Georgia Tech is going through a major system change. Major system change. Going from what Paul Johnson did to try and have a modern offense it's completely different types of players. And the transfer portal helps them out to where they can do it a little bit quicker, but it was a major undertaking. 
And they found a quarterback, Jeff Sims, like I said. He, he's a good guy. Four incompletions, and two of those are interceptions. So only two of his passes this season have hit the ground. That's kind of impressive. Dante Smith has 132 yards rushing in two games. Like I said, Clemson was the first game. Got to take that into account. But he ran the ball fairly well and has three touchdowns with Western Carolina on the schedule. Jeff Sims has 21 carries also for 89 yards. He's a danger to pull the ball and keep it. So the first key of the game that we said was the running backs in the receiving game. They have a chance to have a really big game. There's a chance that they could get outside one-on-one and completely pop one. Do not be surprised about that at all. The second key to this game would be the defense playing disciplined because we're going to get to the line of scrimmage here in a little bit. But the defense needs to be careful because Jeff Sims is a legit pull threat. He's run the ball 21 times in two games. They played Clemson, so I don't think they held anything back. They kind of are what they are, you know. So the receivers have one with seven, one with four, one with four, all about $10, 10 yards per reception, only one TD. Their punting game appears to be pretty good. They do have somebody with three sacks. They have somebody with um, their leading tackler has two fumble recoveries, and Charlie Thomas has an interception. Those are their leading tacklers up there. And so that's what you're looking at with Georgia Tech. So defensively, you do need to play discipline because Jeff Sims is a pull threat on the read option, and they can make a little bit of hay of that. Jeff Sims impresses me. He's a good little quarterback. Georgia Tech just isn't quite there, but he's a good little player. And they have some really quick guys. Don't be surprised if Georgia Tech busts a 20-yard play every now and then. Do not freak out by that, even though um, Ole Miss's defense is supposed to be good. Do not freak out about that. Georgia Tech has talented players. I think scheme-wise is going to let them down or game plan-wise is going to let them down a little bit, but they have guys that we have to pay attention to. Now, remember, Georgia Tech is going to be the first or the best team that we've played talent-wise to this point. Better than Troy, better than Central Arkansas. This will be the best game on the schedule so far. Potentially the best game in the first four. But we'll just say the best game so far, just to be fair. And it is going to be important for Ole Miss to operationally be smooth. No turnovers, no penalties. Have your substitutions in check. They did a good job against Central Arkansas. Can you step up and do it on the road when you have 50,000 people screaming at you? Because this is going to be a big game for Georgia Tech. They're going to get excited for this game. They're going to get geeked up. Because the way their schedule lines up, Western Carolina was the only guaranteed win on their schedule. It's like a Georgia Bulldog built their schedule. They've they got like a road game at um, UCF in there. They've got um, Georgia on the schedule. And that's, and that's their non-conference with Ole Miss coming into town. And that's their non-conference. So they're going to be geek, geeked up and amped up because they know how hard this season is going to be. And you kind of like it's kind of like when you get Vanderbilt early in the season versus late in the season. You still get Georgia Tech whenever they have a ton of hope. So 
operationally play sound. That's the third key of the game. No turnovers, no penalties. If you do that, if you keep an eye on the pool game and play dis disciplined defense and um, you use the running backs as receivers in the pass game, you have a chance to be very successful. Very successful. So those are probably my keys of the game for this Georgia Tech game. If Ole Miss does those three things, talent should win out in the end. They played Western Carolina. I watched it. It was one of those things to where eventually ACC's talent was better than FCS talent. But it all started out. It was shaky in the beginning. And those running backs were wide open for Western Carolina. So you need a quarterback. You need Jackson Dart to play disciplined. Do not force force the ball downfield. Just take what you what's there. If you do that with them sinking back in coverage, they're going to have to come down. Whenever they do that, you can hit them with a deep ball. But you can probably start to loosen them up with this running back pass game because you're going to have a situation where that's important. But defensively, Jeff Collins, he has a decent little scheme. Do not be... Do not be surprised if their defense frustrates Ole Miss for a couple of series. That's all I'm going to say on that. He, he did to Clemson. He's going, he's going to put in and have a good little scheme, schematically set up for the Ole Miss offense. Especially, they're probably going to stack the box and try to take away the running game and force Jackson Dart to beat us. And um, I understand he didn't name quarterbacks last week. I, I, I completely get that because Jeff Collins does not have an intrinsic right to know who our starter is. It makes sense. And everybody's like, why is Ole Miss playing games with Georgia Tech? Or why is Ole Miss playing games with UCA? Or why is Ole Miss playing games with Troy? No, they're playing games with Kentucky. This is all about Kentucky. This whole thing. I do not think expect them to name a starting quarterback until probably the player goes on the field against Kentucky. As far as them addressing it and saying it out loud. It may have already been decided. The team might already know. They may have practice reps a certain way this week. But they're not going to publicly state that. Nor should they. They just shouldn't. But we know everything we saw. We're looking at the stats right now. Jackson Dart, 28 of 42, 336 yards, three touchdowns and interceptions. Um, Luke Altmaier, 7 of 15, 103 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Quinshawn Judkins is the leading rusher at 191 yards. Zach Evans has 183. Only school in the country with two backs averaging over 90 yards a game. Bentley has 48 yards rushing. Leading receiver, Jonathan Mingo, after that big game this past weekend, he had six catches for 129. Second is Michael Trigg. He's got nine catches for 61 yards. That's um, kind of impressive there. Dayton Wade has five catches for 68. Our punting game's been solid. Um, and Kari Coleman, two and a half sacks, six and a half tackles for loss. That'll hunt. That'll hunt all day. But this has been the keys to the victory, the keys to the game against Georgia Tech. It's important. Use the running backs in the pass game. Play disciplined on defense because Jeff Sims is a legit pull, for, pull threat. And what's the word I'm looking for? Operationally 
play smooth and obviously went up front. Offensive and defensive line, Ole Miss has an advantage on both sides of the ball. If you lean on them, eventually it's going to break through, especially with this running game. It's going to have to force Georgia Tech to come force forward and quit, quit sagging so much because they have to stop this run game, which is going to open up the pass game. And that right there is the keys for the Georgia Tech game at Bobby Dodd this weekend. It should be quite interesting um, for the Rebs as well. From cringing at the pump to an, getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app to, for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Basically, you can use it whenever you go into a restaurant, whatever you want to do. This is a way that you can, I don't know, game the system a little bit. I've used it. It works. Upside is a no-brainer. So what do you plan to do with all your cash back? To get started, download the Upside app. Use my promo code, LOCKED, LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to a credit card rewards or loyalty program, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why we have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. So do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure you leave a five-star review. That'll help people find the podcast that are searching for it. If they just put Ole Miss in the um, iTunes or Spotify, this podcast will come up and will help them find this. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's that five-star review. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. It may not be your cup of tea, but it might be somebody's. So we talked a little bit about the keys to victory in the first segment. In this second segment, we're going to talk about this being the first true road game. This is something that is about us. This is, you know, you always hear coaches talk about, oh, it's about us. Well, this time it really is. Because all of these new players going on the road for the first time, they have no mock game of how um, the film study works and everything that they do indoors. Traveling and doing that stuff, it's a little bit different. And if you take into account the history that goes on with these two schools, this is only the second regular season games these two schools have played since 1946. That was the first one. That was before Bobby Dodd, before Johnny Vault. They played, and Georgia Tech won that game 24-7. The other three appearances between the two schools have been in bowl games. But Bobby Dodd famously had it in for the two Mississippi schools, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, to the point where he made jokes on the rubber chicken circuit about how he'll never play those guys and they want me to play them, and it became a joke to him. But and a lesson of why you do not burn bridges. After Georgia Tech, let's say impulsively, 
left the SEC in the 60s. They tried to get back in in the 70s when working out as an independent wasn't quite going as planned. The two schools that kept blocking it over and over again, yep, you guessed it, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. If you want to hear that whole story, the video is on the YouTube page under the history playlist. We talk about that. It's not why Georgia Tech left the SEC. We all know that. It's why they're not in the SEC now. So we talk about that a little bit as well. So this being the first road game, it's going to be big for all of these new players. You have to remember, almost half of Ole, Miss, Ole Miss's roster is new. Some of um, the returning players did not travel. So this will be the first true road game probably for over half of the roster with Ole Miss. Where do you be? How do you line up? Who do you travel with? How do you act in the hotel? The meeting set up. All of this stuff is a very big deal for Ole Miss football. You might not think about it as such, but it is a big deal. And they're going to watch their breakdowns. They're 20 plays on offense. They're 20 plays on defense. They're going to have their positional meeting where they take potentially a test or something like that of what's going on with Georgia Tech. They're going to call it together. They're going to watch the highlight video at the end. They're going to rah, rah, rah. They're going to go to bed, wake up in the morning, and go over to Bobby Dodd. But that is a 15-second view of what's going to go on how they actually do it and go from place to place. This is all going to be new to them. It's almost going to be first day of school new to them. So I expect some hiccups. If they're supposed to have a special teams meeting at 8 o'clock and then follow that by positional meetings at 8.30, I expect that um, positional meetings not to start until 8.45, which is going to push everything back. So be wary of this first road game. It's a real thing. It really is. It, it to the support staff and all that, a road game is a pain in the butt. Now, Ole Miss does a lot of road game stuff even when they're playing home because we used to stay in Tupelo. So a lot of the stuff that we had to take to the hotel, it kind of blended over. But when you add in the travel, the bus to the airport, the plane out there, this will be the first time they've actually done it. And all of this stuff will be new. So it'll be good to get it out of the system before SEC play starts, but it will be new. And expect hiccups. Just like when you have a young quarterback, expect hiccups. Um, every now and then it's going to happen. These coaches don't get these jobs because they can't frustrate a quarterback. Every defensive coordinator knows that they need to frustrate a quarterback. And so they're actually fairly decent at doing it. And the way you open them up and prevent them from doing it is have other players that can take over and make the defense pay, pay um, for doing that. Should be pretty interesting. Anyway, after this break, we're going to take a short break right now. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about Jeff Sims right after this. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube page, upvote the video itself, and of course, hit the bell for notifications whenever we put a new video up, which happens quite frequently. Thank you very much for that. Okay. In segment three, even before Kansas and Bryce, Candace and Bryce Coon come on and talk about the Georgia Tech roster, I want to talk a little bit about Jeff Sims and have 
not necessarily a deep dive into Jeff Sims. I want people to be aware of Jeff Sims because since this system transfer has happened, and well, as Paul Johnson has moved over to this Jeff, Jeff Collins and they have a modern-ish offense, Jeff Sims has established himself as a pretty good player. He's an accurate enough passer. He's a threat to pull the ball in the run game. He has done a good job as the first player that has kind of stood out for Georgia Tech. Now, I don't know if anybody in the ACC runs this version of a defense. I don't know if it's stretched out. I'm not as knowledgeable as it should be. But when quarterbacks face a drop eight team, they generally struggle to start with. Just because. The windows are smaller. Everything's faster. Because this is going to up him in speed as well. And it's just a little bit more difficult for him. And now, when you add in players like Kari Coleman, Jared Ivey, who is going to be big because he's playing against his former school. So expect that matchup to be a good one all day long. Georgia Tech knows about him. He knows about Georgia Tech. Let's go. So Jeff Sims has a chance to be a difference maker in this game. I am not necessarily afraid of Jeff Sims. That's not what I'm saying. But if any player is going to step up and make a play, it is likely going to be Jeff Sims. Now, Dante Smith, two games, 132 yards. That comes out to about 66 a game, something like that. And he's he's a good little player. And with Clemson being that first game, that is going to affect the way you view a team because the defense is so good for Clemson. The whole team is built off the defense. DJ Ukulele, I can't pronounce his last name, um, his time is coming to an end. It's going to be the Cade Klubnik, Klubnik show before too long. But defensively, they're pretty set. They're pretty set with what they do. And Jeff Sims has four incompletions in two games, and that includes Clemson. Had a touchdown. They were in that game in the third quarter because the Clemson offense was so horrible, but they were in that game. It will be interesting to see Nate McCollum, E.J. Jenkins and Malachi Carter playing the wide receiver position. Not many catches. It's only 15 total. But it's enough catches. They're all averaging north of 10 yards, or barely north of 10, but north of 10, like 7 for 72, 4 for 47, you know, like that. But, you know, leading rusher is Dante Smith, and then there's Jeff Sims. And Jeff Sims only averaging four yards a carry. But that was with playing Clemson. We have to grade that on a curve a bit. So we'll see exactly how this goes. But if we can frustrate Jeff Sims and make him have to hesitate and think twice about what he's doing in this short passing game, almost has a chance to be very, very effective. They're very good on the back end. They are very, very good on the back end. But I expect them to short pass his death. Real similar to what Troy wanted to do. Real similar to how Central Arkansas wanted to attack the defense. They weren't really successful doing it, but they didn't have as players as good as these players are. 
So Georgia Tech, in a sense, is going to be a real test for Ole Miss football. First road game, power five opponent. Georgia Tech isn't the best team in the world, but they're probably better than Troy, and they're definitely better than Central Arkansas. So you'll see a better version of a team that Ole Miss, and this step has moved up a little bit more when Ole Miss faces Georgia Tech. Operationally, like I said before, needs to be smooth. You need to be able to handle the road environment. Do not pull an Alabama when they went to Texas in a big game and got 15 penalties and just completely didn't look like themselves. That is called being operationally not sound. That's why it's important. It's hidden yardage. Do not turn the ball over. Do not force stuff in. Jackson Dart and Luke Altmyer do have the habit of looking down their first wide receiver. They need to get in the habit of looking off. If they are, if they are going to go to the left, they need to start off looking to the right. They need to get into that habit of doing that, both of them, because they both have the habit of essentially doing that. But Jackson Dart, I think he will be fine. He's played road games before. His first start was on the road. Um, with USC at Washington State, and he threw for over 300 yards. I think he will be able to rise to the moment, and he will do fine. The operationally needs to be sound. Defense needs to be disciplined. They're already good. I just need them to be disciplined, especially with the read option. And I need to see the big uglies up front on both the offensive and defensive line control things. Those are the keys to the game. That's what we want to see. And that's going to be important for Ole Miss in this game. If they they fail to do one of those, it's going to be a lot closer than you, sit, than you think. If they fail to do two of them, then the game gets a little bit iffy. Remember, this team is crazy talented. There's talent all over the field with this team. But, like I told you, one thing to be talented, it's another to be good. And this is the third quiz before the major test against Kentucky. This is the third quiz. If you don't pass the quizzes, there's really no way to make an A after that Kentucky game on that test because you're not where you need to be. Ole Miss needs to nail this. This is going to be a big game. They get this and they get a talented Tulsa team the following week, and then Kentucky comes to town with Chris Rodriguez. Should be really interesting. Should be a lot of fun. But I'm pretty happy about that. Anyway, tomorrow, Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC will join the show. We will also have Bryce Kuhn later on in the week. We'll do the preview like we did with Joe DeLeon last week. And we will also have Derek Tom and Kara interspersed throughout the week as well. So it should be a lot of fun. But seriously, this thing is fun. This is good. Anyway, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Every day, host Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. That's Locked On SEC. Anyway, Thank you very much. Tune in tomorrow. We will continue to talk about this Georgia Tech game because, honestly, it's an important game. People say people are going to say, oh, we don't know anything about this team. This game is important. First road game, first Power 5 team, up, uptick in talent. This game 
means something, it matters, and the result's going to matter um, from the Ole Miss team. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.